Hello and welcome to the Moisture Farm Report, the brand new Star Wars podcast that plays around with death sticks in dingy little back alley bars on Coruscant because they think it's cool and want to impress their friends. Of course, I will be your trusty Jedi Master guiding us in the ways of the Force. And as always, I'm joined by the trusty Bantha fodder that is James Matthews. How are you doing, James? I am very good, Adam. I'm very excited to be back and talking more Star Wars. But before we get into that, I want to tell you something that I learned this week. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Interesting little factoid. But I should say, before I say it, I have to warn you, you might have to brace yourself. Okay. Anyone listening, if you're not already sitting down, take a seat because this shook me to my very core. Right. He hasn't hasn't told me this before we started. No, I'm springing this on you. Yeah. So, So we're both partial to a video game or two, right? And... You know, growing up through the 90s and the 2000s, I'm sure, like me, you spent a lot of time blowing on cartridges to get the dust out. Yeah? Uh, yes, all the time. Yeah, I remember playing um, Fire Red, Leaf Green, Pokemon, blowing on that, putting it into my Nintendo... Uh, no, my Game Boy Advance, I suppose, would have been, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. My PS1 games. Yeah, well, where, where are you going Yeah, with this? well, it's a classic life hack, right? You blow the dust out to get the cartridge to work. But yeah. what if I were to tell you that all that time we were, in fact, fools... And the official Nintendo troubleshooting advice for a video game cartridge is to never, under any circumstances, blow in it. <laughs> no, I, really? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, That's serious. unbelievable. It's on their website. Okay. I found this out. They said, like, part of the reason is that it doesn't actually work. They said, like, it doesn't, it does get some dust out. But the thing yeah. that cleans it off is literally just taking the cartridge out. Like, that's enough to clean the contact points. But uh, the reason they say never to do it is because, obviously, when you're blowing in there, you're... You know, you might be shifting a bit of dust, but you're also blowing in a load of moisture particles from your breath, Uh, which gets in the contact points and corrodes them. Oh, that kind of nicely segues into our our (laughs) name, isn't it? Moisture Farm Report, moisture in the cartridge. This is why we called it the Moisture Farm Report. We just want to put moisture (laughs) facts in at the start of every episode. Welcome to our new segment, Moisture Corner. That was really cool. Um, I've been saving uh, that like all week. <laughs> I was like, oh, I said Adam. And I was like, no, I'll spring it to him live on air and make it into content. So, Adam, what is it that we're talking about today? We thought we would do something a little bit different this week, um, chatting about how our, you know, our most beloved stories would have branched out had things gone a little bit differently. So we're going to be talking about uh, what if Darth Maul and killed Obi-Wan Kenobi um, in The Phantom Menace. Yeah, uh, what, what if it was what Obi-Wan it... and not Qui-Gon? Well, I mean, James, straight off the bat, um, how, you know, just what a moment. I mean, what a moment in that um, Obi-Wan probably, I would imagine, rushes trying to attack Darth Maul as mm. the more inexperienced Jedi. And I suppose he just falls, falls foul of his youth is inexperience his brashness and he yeah and he dies at the hand of Darth Maul who we know is a very keen um he's a very adept fighter yeah so I'm imagining that point in the fight you know where I think like Darth Maul kicks Obi-Wan off a gangway doesn't he and while Obi-Wan's hanging and getting himself back up into the fight that's when Maul and Qui-Gon go running down the the weird red laser wall corridor and they get separated so I'm imagining it goes maybe the other way Qui-Gon is the one that gets yeeted off the gangplank 
and <laughs> and Obi-Wan pursues Darth Maul into that big reactor chamber. Um, you, I, I, I thought you were going to say that he Obi-Wan gets yeeted off, off the ledge and then that's it. He just dies. He just falls, <laughs> he just falls straight down and that's it. I'm surprised so, it hasn't happened more because Star Wars has such a, a lax approach to health and safety, doesn't it? I know. Like the amount of people that get thrown off of gangplanks without any safety railings. There's no railings. I don't know. I find something quite funny of Obi-Wan just doing a little backflip off the ledge and then going. <laughs> it's and like that moment in a video game when you think you've done something really cool and you're rolling out the way of an enemy, just roll back off <laughs> into <laughs> yeah, the abyss, yeah. roll back to a oh. kill box. Man, if Obi-Wan had died, we wouldn't have got all these amazing lines. We wouldn't have got, you know, I have the high ground, Anakin. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> General Kenobi. We wouldn't have got General Kenobi. No, General Jin just doesn't have the same sound to it, does it? But uh, I, I suppose everything would have gone on as it was in Phantom Menace, and then he would have been there to meet Anakin afterwards, after the battle, and he would have taken him on as his own apprentice. Now, I think this is sort of the crux of the podcast because mm. this is sort of the this is the start effectively of the Star Wars saga. What happens to Anakin in this moment? Because he gets taken on in the original canon by Obi-Wan, he gets trained in the ways of the force to then go on into all these amazing things he goes on in the future to do. And then of course, you know, everything unfolds the way he does. Um, but the fact that he now is trained by Qui-Gon, the fact that Qui-Gon now goes on and brings him to the Jedi Council and says, I'm going to train him. Um, I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? Because originally, didn't they say that he couldn't have another apprentice because he already had Obi-Wan as his mm, apprentice? Exactly, so, yeah. He... There he goes. He solved the problem. He's got, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, Sounds a bit like, sus like that, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, half an hour ago you said you had an apprentice. Where's he gone? Hmm. Uh, he uh, he got yeeted. Now I've got an open vacancy. Yeah. <laughs> just... and, and luckily I've, I found a kid who can just fit that role. And he's just, can I, he's just can I keep him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll but, give him uh, everyone's old lightsaber. He'll save on money. But the thing that struck, strikes out with me, mm -hmm. um, James, instantly is the fact that I always thought of Anakin and Obi Wan as a sort of like a brother, an older brother and a younger brother relationship. They mm. sort of, Obi-Wan was never sort of ready, I I would argue, to take on an apprentice. He was already young as it was. Um, he wasn't a Jedi master at that point. And you would say he would have lacked possibly the experience in how to handle someone that, that young. Um, Anakin had already developed so many sort of negative traits by that point, sort of some you could argue, you know, that those are the sort of concerns that the Jedi Council bring up, don't they? They say that, you know, he's got a lot of fear in there and a lot of worry, mm. um, you know, worried about his mother and all of that. And, you know, maybe Obi-Wan was never in the right state of mind or never the right person to take on that challenge. Yeah, it's an interesting point because Obi-Wan, like you said, he was very, very young in, uh, well, I say young, he was 25 in The Phantom Menace, which is... Yeah. Not much younger than we are, but I don't think I'd be, you know, in any kind of ready state to look I, after a nine-year-old at this age. No, um, no, I, no, definitely not. No, but let alone, yeah, just take him into battle. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like no. With the full responsibility oh, yeah. of training the chosen one of the Jedi Order. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he's, um, he's not, yeah, he's not even like past his trial really to become no. a Jedi Knight. It's kind of, it's almost by default, um, that they make him a Jedi Knight. Well, I say by default, yeah. he killed a Sith Lord. 
Um, yeah. But <laughs> that's pretty good. Not not many others can say that in the Jewish no. temple. There's not, there's not been one for like hundreds of thousands of years. <laughs> Obi-Wan's sitting on his own in the, in the Sith Slayer Club. <laughs> um, yeah. Everyone's coming up to him at the end of, at the, end of the party. He's going, God, dude. You killed a Sith. <laughs> what was that like? He becomes like I, I this, chopped like, him in half. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he wasn't sort of ready really to take on an apprentice, and and we know from the Phantom Menace he didn't even really kind of see the value in Anakin. What was it he said when when Qui Gon brought Anakin on board the ship was like, I see we found another useless life form or something. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Which yeah. is really harsh. I don't know why they kept that line in there, but that's, yeah, that's quite. Yeah. A, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, poor Jar Jar, because obviously... Yeah. He's a baby, isn't he? Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's not really kind of in that... He, he had that role thrust upon him of becoming Anakin's mentor, um, which is a lot to put on anyone, especially when, in the position he's in as well, like, he's dealing with a lot of grief with the death of Qui-Gon, his own father figure. Exactly. Um, and now he's suddenly kind of... That's possibly why he took on this sort of brotherly role to Anakin rather yeah. than a father figure was because he wasn't ready to take on that kind of responsibility. Um, exactly. Mm, and I think mm. it's one of the things that I find quite interesting about this this situation is, um, I think you told me this, was that Dave Filoni said that the reason Jewel of the Fates was... Uh, ah, yes. You know, that was called that because the Jewel was like for the fate of Anakin Skywalker. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, effectively whatever was the outcome of that battle mm. uh, determined the fate of Anakin Skywalker. Um, you know, either way, something would have happened to Anakin, whether that had been who, you know, who would he have gone with? Who would have, yeah. you know, he's he's there on Naboo without a mother, without a father. He's going to go somewhere. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> so where is he? Where's this chosen one force sensitive beast going to go? Uh, it's, yeah, because I, I think one of the things Dave Filoni said was like that Qui-Gon... Um, if Qui-Gon had become Anakin's master, he would have taken that kind of father figure role because that was the role that, you know, that Anakin was kind of needing. Well, Qui-Gon was always a bit of a rebel himself, wasn't he? In, mm. in some, of, some of the canon. You know, <laughs> the classic always... maverick detective. I wonder if Qui-Gon would have trained Anakin to be more patient. And maybe he, as you said, James, if he understood how Anakin was feeling as a person, maybe he would have been able to deal with that better. Mm. Now, could Qui-Gon, would he have trained Anakin's negative traits out of him by the point he becomes a, a Jedi Knight? I Like, this is really <laughs> interesting. So would Anakin have been a more patient, a more disciplined, and a more, um, a more well-rounded and reflective Jedi rather than what he became under Obi-Wan? Well, that's, I think that's the interesting point is, um, yeah, I think, I think the kind of thing underneath that, that I'm thinking as well is that a lot of what Anakin's kind of negative traits were by the point of Revenge of the Sith weren't like inherently bad things. It was just the kind of, I don't know, it was it was the way that his, um, you know, his attachments to people and his love for people that he yeah. thought they were terrible things because that's what the Jedi Code teaches you um, to not feel. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think we see under Obi-Wan that that kind of stuff does become almost like venomized inside him. You know, there's that scene in yeah. Attack, right at the start of Attack of the Clones when they're in the lift going up to Padme's suite and, and Anakin's saying, like, he's not sleeping because of the dreams yeah. about his mother and everyone just says, they'll pass in time. And, like, that's not what 
<laughs> that's that's sort of the worst thing that a young hear. guy wants to hear when when he's having <laughs> ah. premonitions about his mother dying. And I I feel like Qui Gon would kind of not necessarily like train any of that out of him, but just like he'd understand what that means to Anakin because obviously he's seen he's yeah. seen what Anakin had to give up coming to the Jedi. He's seen that relationship, whereas Obi Wan never did. Yeah, um, yeah, Obi Wan would have just been like Anakin. It's a phase. It's a phase. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just get that vibe. Here's, here's a little, um, like, really kind of quasi-change that would have happened. Okay. Anakin, I reckon, would have adopted a new fighting style. Um, That's quite a good point. I remember um, reading, like, in a visual dictionary years ago about Anakin and Obi-Wan's uh, lightsaber styles, and I can't remember what forms they were, but but Obi-Wan's is very much, like, defensive and, yeah, um, yeah like, a very much defensive style, and Anakin's is very aggressive. And I, I wondered, like, did that come out as they trained together? Like, because yeah. Obi-Wan is naturally a more defensive duelist, Anakin was, like, kind of pressing that more. Whereas if Obi-Wan had been a more aggressive duelist, then Anakin had learned a more defensive style. Um, yes. Um, I got it here. Apparently, Qui-Gon's preferred fighting style is the fourth form, which is Ataru. Um, so if uh, anyone knows what Obi-Wan's preferred fighting style is, that <laughs> that would be brilliant. We could, uh, Good we could old Google that. knows. Yeah, good old, good old... Um, is it? Is this it? Ah, so Obi Wan has the third form number, whereas um, uh, oh no, it says here that he originally specialized in the fourth form under Qui Gon Jinn. Interesting. Um, but then, upon witnessing his master's death due to Ataru's lack of defensive capabilities, Kenobi decides to switch his focus to um, Sorensu, which is the third form, in order to, to eliminate this weakness in his own technique. So that's very interesting. Mm, that is so, very interesting. I didn't know that. that. Would, but uh, I suppose. The thing, going back to Anakin's visions in, uh, mm-hmm. in episode two, because I think this is this is how I see it playing out. I almost see him confiding in Qui-Gon, Anakin confiding in Qui-Gon about his visions. And I see Qui-Gon um, understanding those visions and almost going to help him. Yeah, I don't know if Qui-Gon would have said, let's go to Tatooine, but I definitely think he would have been, um, I don't know, maybe just like, maybe a more kind of receptive person for Anakin mm. to go to. I wonder how like Qui-Gon would have responded to the loss of Padawan and how yeah. that would have fed into the way he kind of deals with Anakin's own fears around loss and grief. Um, it's, it's an interesting yeah. point that in the in the expanded universe, Qui-Gon, I think I mentioned it last week or the week before, Qui-Gon did lose an apprentice before Obi-Wan, um, oh, his former Padawan, okay. Xanatos, who he didn't die, What's he turned the to the... I know. It begins with an X as well. It kind of is it Xanatos like or like Shanatos? It, it, it sounds like an MCU villain. If it I'm does. Thanos. Yeah. Xanatos. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that, you know, Qui-Gon's already kind of gone through that loss before. Yeah, that's a good question because what if Qui-Gon was really negatively affected by the death of Obi-Wan? The fact mm. that losing another Padawan, you wouldn't want to then lose another Padawan. So how desperate or what were the lengths that Qui-Gon mm. would have gone to to not allow Anakin to stray down the dark side. So you got a sense that if Qui-Gon had, as you said, already encountered the death of Xanatos, mm. maybe he would have already worked through the emotions of how to deal with grief in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Maybe it would have been okay. Yeah, it's interesting because from what I remember of the, the Xanatos thing in the Jedi Apprentice books was that losing Xanatos to the dark side was kind of Qui-Gon's... Um, it was the reason Qui-Gon didn't want to take on a Padawan for years until he met Obi-Wan, which makes me question a little bit, like if Obi-Wan died and he lost 
like the first apprentice he took after Xanatos and he lost him as well, whether yeah. he would have wanted to take on Anakin or whether the fact that Anakin was the chosen one would have kind of overridden that. Um, of course it would have, James. Of course it would. <laughs> <laughs> or if he would have just been like, right, this kid's important, but can someone else take him? Because I don't want to lose <laughs> a third one. I'm really bad at this. Um, but no, I, I think... I think it would have been an interesting perspective because Qui-Gon's had that experience before of an apprentice turning to the dark side. If he would have been a bit yeah. more aware of Anakin's, um, of the lure that Anakin had. Because I think mm. I think the thing I'm thinking of with Obi-Wan is that as much as we all love him, like we all love Obi-Wan, that's without a doubt. Him. We love Obi-Wan. He does have quite a blind faith in the Jedi, I think. In that, yes. you know, the Jedi will, by their strength and by their, their wisdom, they'll come through anything. I think, mm. whereas Qui-Gon doesn't quite have that belief, I don't think. I think Qui-Gon sees them as kind of individual people with flaws. And um, I think Obi-Wan may have perhaps been a little bit in denial over what was happening with Anakin, whereas Qui-Gon might have been a little bit aware of it. This kind of brings us on to, quite nicely, sort of the point during episode three. You know, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know the, the big meaty moment, James. Here we are. This is it. Um, this is the bit where it all goes wrong for everyone. Um, and Anakin you know, goes to the opera. And uh, yeah, Anakin goes to the opera. Yeah, yeah, and uh, watches a load of um, floating fish. Is that I what think happens? Maybe what? no. I remember no, bubbles. Mermaids. Bur- mermaids in bubbles. There's like loads of ribbon going on. There's like a kind of suck de soleil slash synchronized swimming. Thing? Imagine if yeah. this was what was actually written in the script. Like it hadn't been fleshed out. <laughs> Just <laughs> like interior, sauce. Coruscant Opera House. Anakin takes a seat. There's loads of like bubbles going on or ribbons. <laughs> I think there might be a choir. Anyway, yeah. Palpatine's next to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During um, Palpatine's little speech about the dark side, Anakin goes, shh, shh, shh. It's a good bit. I love this bit. It's a good bit. <laughs> Have you seen this one before? This is great. Yeah, this is great. No, wait, watch, watch, watch. <laughs> Such good oh, lighting. Shut up. No, seriously, shut have up. you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis? That, no, no, I'm trying to listen to this story. I've, I've paid £50 for a first-class ticket, man. Going to Revenge of the Sith sort of bypassed the whole Padme situation. Mm. So I suppose I suppose we should talk about that first. I mean, would Anakin have fallen for Padme? I suppose he would have. Because <laughs> yeah. for me personally, because he's already got that... He's already got that um, connection from Phantom Menace where they exchange the... Um, the necklace and they get that mm. I don't know they get that bond yeah I feel like a lot of their story would kind of go on as normal because I would imagine if yeah I imagine if Attack of the Clone started and you substituted Obi-Wan for Qui-Gon yeah. I, like the whole thing with Padme's assassination plot would still go ahead I imagine Qui-Gon would still you know take Obi-Wan's role of going and pursuing Jango Fett and ending up on Geonosis yeah. I don't think that Anakin would tell Qui-Gon about their marriage any more than he wouldn't have done with Obi-Wan. I feel like he would have still kept that a secret. Like, even if he... Even if Qui-Gon was able to be... um, Yeah, even if Qui-Gon was sort of more approachable than Obi-Wan, just generally a better bloke. No. um, (laughs) Even even to someone who's got a bit of a flimsy interpretation of the Jedi Code. um, Yeah, I still think he would have kept that a secret. But yeah, going going into Revenge of the Sith, I think they'd still be in more or less the same position of of having a kind of secret marriage and um I wonder whether Qui-Gon would have been a bit more aware of it though than Obi-Wan I, was. I, I got a feeling he would. This yeah. is just my personal just being opinion. a bit older, a bit more just, you know, 
you, you just see them two. You see them two walking down the corridor, shoulder to shoulder, <laughs> on like most most days, being like, something's going on there. They're like, not leaving six inches apart. Yeah. Anakin's texting a lot tonight. He's, uh, <laughs> he's not. He's not talking that much. He's uh, he's going out some nights down to the Death Stick guy, down to the canteen. So, I mean, going back to your point about not telling Qui Gon, I I, mm. I don't know. I got a feeling he would, and that's possibly just my personal opinion. But I think that. Okay. Um, I I just got this feeling that Qui Gon may have, as we've already discussed, instilled a lot more faith and a lot more trust in that Anakin can confide in him because he he knows already the nuances and the flaws of the Jedi Order. So the fact that he he I feel he would have told Anakin or at least um, allowed Anakin to believe that he can tell him anything, even mm. if it goes against the Jedi Order. I feel like he might have told. Um, Qui-Gon. And, and he would have been there on the island. <laughs> Anakin's best man. Giving yeah. a speech. <laughs> telling jokes about that time that Anakin fell in a in a swamp on Dagobah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they would have brought Jar Jar along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who you do a best man speech to at a secret wedding. <laughs> I suppose he, he's been there the longest. True, yeah, he's seen everything. Yeah. I guess one of the things that hinges on it is, like we've been saying all along, it would be a different relationship between Anakin and Qui-Gon than yeah. it would be between Anakin and Obi-Wan. And I guess, you know, as in as in real life, there are things that you tell your sibling and there are things that you tell a parent and, like, yeah. different situations you'd go to each one for um, yeah. for advice and guidance on. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I can see that. Now I'm thinking, like, now I'm thinking about it. I can see that there's a chance he might uh, talk to Qui-Gon about it. I've just realised we spent, like, the last few minutes saying, oh, Obi-Wan knew nothing, Obi-Wan's so unaware. Forgetting there's that bit at the end of Revenge of the Sith when he's, like, leaving Padme's apartment and he says Anakin's the father I'm like oh yeah he did know at some point yeah he um, did know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. believe I forgot that <laughs> <laughs> it's been oh, so long since I watched Revenge of the Sith it's been, a, it's been a while I can kind of imagine a scenario now where Qui-Gon says like you know you can this is okay for you to feel this this is okay for this to happen yeah. but not with you as a Jedi um yeah. I can imagine that happening yeah which is something yeah. he never had the opportunity to Nice. to discuss it was always very much you know because he's the chosen one he has to be a jedi which is interesting we're saying that qui-gon would perhaps be utter in this regard but qui-gon was obviously the one who discovered anakin and presented him to the jedi as the chosen one so would there have been even more pressure I... are, are you saying are you saying that they wouldn't he wouldn't have wanted to embarrass qui-gon <laughs> <laughs> well i imagine Dude. it must be quite hard like i imagine yeah. it must be similar to like if you know your dad's groomed you to take over the family business for for most of your life, you go to him and say, "Well, actually, I want to do something else." Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, oh well, I, I kind of thought you were the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> the entire future yeah. of the Jedi rests on your shoulders. But fine, okay, you go and yeah, you yeah. go and live yeah. in a cottage somewhere on Naboo. Continuing our regular segment of pestering Disney to make TV series, can they please make a Star Wars <laughs> What If? That would be, the, I would tune in for that every week. I know a couple of years ago they did do like a couple of what if um, Star Wars comics in the original trilogy. There was like, there was a trilogy of comics um, and it was like, oh, what if the Death Star didn't explode in A New Hope or what if Luke died on a oh, thin okay. empire? But right. they, they only did them as like a limited miniseries. I don't think they continued it in the way Marvel do with like literally every plot point in the, in yeah. Marvel history. Suppose, um, I, su- I suppose the, um, the expanded canon is now a massive what if. Good point. <laughs> is that is literally a what if? Now. Yes, it's an entirely <laughs> parallel dimension. Well, here's the thing. If I mean, I know I'm going off the tangent of them walking away from the Jedi Order. But mm. I suppose if they did do that, would Palpatine have changed his plans, and then would he have approached Anakin 
on Naboo with his children and mm. had some other scheme in order to bring him on board then. I suppose he would have because he yeah. knows Anakin's abilities and he's always, he's, you know, he always wanted to recruit him as his new apprentice as soon as he found out he was so powerful. So I suppose that wouldn't have changed. I'm pretty sure that had he walked away from the Jedi Order, I feel like Palpatine still would have played on Anakin's fears of losing mm. his family. So That's a good like point. Anakin, Possibly even engineered it. So many what ifs we can do future episodes. So on. many what ifs, James. So, but so much content. Like God, I think I feel like we need to put reverse gear on. Yeah, back it up a bit. Let's go back to the point at the start of Revenge of the Sith, um, where uh, where I mean um, where the Clone Wars begin. I suppose mm. um, the Clone Wars have begun. They've gone through certain battles together. Um, they've. Come, some have come out victorious, some have lost, and now they're at the point of the Battle of Coruscant where um, the Chancellor is kidnapped, which I suppose would have played out exactly in the same fashion. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, easy easy to assume that. Um, not much <coughs> has really changed on that front. Um, and obviously Anakin and Qui-Gon would have gone together, I would assume, like they did before, in order, like Obi-Wan and him did, to go and save the Chancellor. Um, now, here's, a, here's an interesting point I'm going to raise to you, Mr. Matthews. Are you ready? I am. Um, hit me. Okay. One. No. Um. Does um. Does Anakin? Okay. Uh, he's. he's <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold, no. 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 Hold on. Hold on. I know you want it. You want to hear this. Uh. You, no. You want to hear this. I just did um, not know that was coming. <laughs> um. Sorry. Um. I'm ruined you now. Um. I'm good. I'm all good. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not as funny as when we couldn't record the outro for one of the, one of the episodes like six, seven times. Uh, that was much worse. Um, would Anakin have killed uh, Count Dooku? Now, this, mm. is, this is something that's on my mind. If Anakin had been um, been trained by Qui Gon, would he have, have? Would we get to the point where he's that easily manipulated by Palpatine to then kill Count Dooku? I don't know. Mm. If, I don't know if he would. I I don't know. I don't know how much that depends on his training. I felt like that more came down to, um, yeah, as Palpatine said, Dooku took off his arm and Anakin wanted revenge. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah it, it is an interesting point, though, because, like, if we're kind of backpedaling to that, to, like, Anakin just desperately wanting to beat Count Dooku because of mm. that, that memory of him being beaten so badly... Yeah, um, yeah. You know, would would that hangar battle have even happened? Would like would Anakin yeah. have charged into it um, oh, so much? Because because part of that was like Obi Wan kind of cautioning restraint, but part of it as well yeah. was that he just you know Padme was in danger and he was anxious about that. Um, but it was Obi Wan kind of cautioning restraint and saying, "We'll do this together. We'll take this cautiously." And Anakin's yeah. like, "No, I'm gonna go in there together." Firstly, I like the idea of Anakin Leroy Jenkins it towards Count Dooku <laughs> in the end of it. Like, Leroy Jenkins charging in. <laughs> Qui Gon just being, oh god, he's gonna get his arm off, isn't he? Oh, god. it's all fun and um, games until someone loses yeah. an arm. The thing I've always, maybe this is a, a tangent again, but the thing I've always wondered in that scene um, is when they tell the pilot of the clone gunship to shoot Count Dooku down, and the the trooper says we're out of rockets, and I'm like, don't you have many laser guns? Do they have? Yeah. Do they have limited ammo? Maybe I'm just thinking of video yeah. games where the laser guns have. Um, like unlimited yeah. charges, but um, I'm sure yeah. someone has asked this before, and I'm sure it's been definitively answered and put I to mean, bed. But in um, in the Star Wars Squadrons game, I think you have a limited number of sort of like laser proton bombs uh, okay. that you can just fire from most ships. So I don't know 
Yeah, there's probably <laughs> kind of varying degrees yeah. of like examples of ships and what your ammo type is. I, yeah. I, I would imagine they would only have a limited limited amount of missiles, but the lasers. <laughs> right, I think it probably would just have unlimited amount of lasers, surely. Yeah, but yeah, I wonder if if Qui Gon would have been thinking rather than we'll just run into the hangar and try and best Dooku hand to hand, if he would have thought like, is there some other way of stopping him with what we got available? Like, could we get some of the other Jedi who we know are on Geonosis? <laughs> um, I'd yeah. like to know what Obi Wan's motivation was in that moment of why yeah. he wanted to run in head on. Uh. This is a good good question. So, I mean, that's you're right in thinking that because Obi Wan has seen a master die or perish from Mm. from from another Sith Lord. So, I don't know. Is his motivation to is his motivation to go in there and to stop another Sith Lord killing Mm. another person like his like what happened to Qui Gon in the original story? So, is he driven by fear that the same thing might happen to other Jedi and that he's going to do that in order? Possibly. Uh, one thing I just thought of as well, um, at this point in the film, do do the Jedi know that Count Dooku is Darth Tyrannus? Or do they just think like, he's a fallen Jedi and a kind of political um, uh, leader? That's a good question. I th- I could have sworn he already announces himself as Darth Tyrannus. Okay. Because I'm just wondering if, like, Obi-Wan obviously knows that Dooku was a Jedi and that he was very powerful, but yeah. I wonder if Obi-Wan kind of, I don't know, underestimated Duke a little bit thinking we can both handle him by ourselves I suppose we never quite see Dooku with the lightsaber or with his yeah. wielding abilities until that hangar so yeah maybe yeah maybe they he hasn't really yeah because that was always the impression I got was like until like you said he revealed his uh his powers in that hangar I kind of got the impression that they didn't really think mm. I don't know they, they knew he was a like a departed jedi or not departed some of these died but uh, like a jedi who'd left the order um but i didn't know if they knew he was a, a sith lord or not i guess jango fett never refers to him as darth tyrannus he just it's refers true. to tyrannus um so i mean yeah i mean i guess i guess you're right i suppose possibly the outcome would have potentially been the same um, but I just, I, you know, backpedaling to when you firstly went, Adam, what do you think happened in that, <laughs> in that chorus of battle? Let's go back to that, shall we? Um, I just, I just get this feeling that Anakin would have been more reserved. I don't know if this okay. is me, but I just feel like he would have. Likewise, I think this is just me thinking that he's learned something from Qui Gon that he maybe didn't from Obi Wan. Mm. He doesn't quite feel. Um, he doesn't quite give in to the darkness that Palpatine or Sidious tries to instill in him. And he's got enough judgment and reservedness to then hold back and mm. then to just maybe take him into custody. Um, and uh, tr- as much as you can take a, du- a Sith Lord <laughs> into custody on a flying wreck. <laughs> I don't know how well that would go. Probably not. Um, yeah, yeah, you need more than like a pair of handcuffs shortly. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> big rubber so. mitts to keep the lightning in. If that situation is still playing out the same and Qui-Gon was crushed under a piece of... Um, <laughs> yeeted, Jake, yeeted. yeeted. If yeah, if he was yeeted into the wall again. Um, I don't know. I, I, I still think Anakin in that moment, because I think one of the things that, like I said, with the way he ignored Obi-Wan and ran in to fight Dooku alone in uh, on Geonosis, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we see is that he's constantly kind of chafing against... Um, like Obi-Wan telling him to restrain himself and 
I think there's even a point, isn't there, when he's talking to Padme and Attack of the Clones, where he says, like, Obi-Wan won't let me use my full power. Um, he knows how powerful I am, he won't let me use it. So yeah, I wonder if, yeah. I wonder what Qui-Gon would have been like in that situation if he would have let Anakin kind of use his power more and use, develop his strengths more. Well, I think I think you already see that, don't you, in, in Phantom Menace? He kind mm. of already allows Anakin to use the pod race. Yeah, would well, Obi-Wan have let him do a pod race? <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Let us know your thoughts, guys, if you have an opinion on how Anakin would have dealt with Dooku in episode uh, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, uh, send us your thoughts on uh, all of the usual channels. We'll probably plug them at the end. But um, <laughs> shall we kind of kind of take this hype train of, of Anakin Skywalker and move it slowly onwards to um, kind of the point, kind of the, the turning point, really, I suppose, the, mm-hmm. the point where Anakin really turns to the dark side. I mean... Um, I guess this is, the, this is the heart of the matter. Does Anakin t- turn to the dark side if it had had Qui Gon um, trained him? And I suppose going by everything we've discussed already, and judging by the fact that James, you think that some of the events would have played out the same, I think you do. You, you I assume you would have think he still would have turned to the dark side. Um, oh, I don't know. It's just so hard to call. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, like you said, a lot of the events I think would play out the same. I don't know if it would come to the same conclusion. Yeah. Ultimately, with yeah, with some of the events the same and some very different elements, I think. But yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do I have to make a decision? Get off your fence, man. I like it on the fence. <laughs> I'm comfortable up here. I don't it's have to a, commit nice to one. anything. Look, right, <laughs> um, right. I don't know. What are yeah. you going to say? And I'll say the opposite. So, so. Well, I, I guess I thought I was going to throw I'm going to throw this out there, and um, I don't know what you think about this. I don't. This doesn't quite answer the question, but this is sort of uh, get off your fence, Adam Wheeler. <laughs> I like to think that he wouldn't. I like to think mm. that he would have a confided in Qui Gon that Palpatine is feeding him these stories and these um, and these interesting dark side um, powers in order to save Padme. I think he would have confided in Qui Gon about the visions, and therefore. Had Sidious or Palpatine been trying to seduce him, I think he would have also told Qui-Gon about these. And I think Qui-Gon mm. would have then been able to deal with that situation a whole lot differently. So let's think about this. Let's think about how, you know, what would have happened if Qui-Gon would have known about Palpatine as the Sith Lord? I mean, mm. I, I mean, I suppose he would have been able to manage Anakin in that situation a lot better. Um, I suppose... Well, I mean, saying that Obi Wan was on Utapal the entire time, wasn't he? So I guess he couldn't. He, he wasn't ever there to <laughs> to do anything, I suppose. Hmm. Um, I just I just had two thoughts springing here. Um, okay. No, I'll, I'll go with the second one first. Okay. So you just said about Obi Wan being on Utapal. Yeah. I'm just wondering if it was Qui Gon, would he have gone? Because by this point, he would have been considerably older. Oh, would Would he have still been the best person to go and fight General Grievous, or would they have sent, uh... I don't know, Kit Fisto or? Would it have been Mace Windu who went to... um, But no, I I wonder if Qui-Gon would have still been there if... um, Because, yeah, you know, he's a bit older than than Obi-Wan. Or would he have gone and dealt with the droid attack on the Wookiees? Good point. What what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? (laughs) What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? (laughs) We don't ask that question enough. I can, Uh, I just, I can't stop picturing Ki-Adi Wundi like knocking on doors with leaflets being like, excuse me, do you have a minute so I can talk to you about the droid attack on the Wookiees? (laughs) But like one of those people that stands on like on streets with clipboards collecting things for charity. Just being like, excuse me, hello, sir, can you, uh, do you have a minute to talk about, okay, no, thank you, that's fine. 
it's like his passion project he's got like a powerpoint on a usb that just in case anyone brings it up anyone coming into the jedi temple they're like do not mention wookies please it's, just um, we've heard it so goddamn much like hello my name is kiadi mundi and welcome to my ted talk about the attack on the wookies <laughs> we've got a t- tangent again here. yeah i brought up kiadi mundi again um yeah. yeah so that was my first thing was would qui-gon have gone to confront grievous or would they have sent someone else would they have sent anakin Maybe a question for another time. Um, before I forget the first thing I thought of, because that was like a few minutes ago now. Um, I, I wonder if Anakin would have had such a close relationship to Palpatine if he had Qui-Gon for a master, because Palpatine kind of filled that father figure role, didn't he? Yes. And that was yes. how he was able to become so close. So if Anakin had Qui-Gon as a father figure rather than Obi-Wan as a brother, yeah. would he have spent so much time with Palpatine and confided in him so much? Because now I just realised... Palpatine, Anakin confided in Palpatine about his relationship with Padme, didn't he? Yes. Palpatine knew about it, so yeah, maybe this lends more to your to your thoughts that he would have confided in Qui-Gon about that. Um, but I I guess you're right. I think he wouldn't have spent a lot of time with Palpatine as a result. You wouldn't have gone to the opera, James. Yeah, he'd be, yeah he'd be at the yeah. cinema with Qui-Gon. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess um, the fact that uh, the fact that Palpatine also talks to Anakin about the the downside of the Jedi and about mm. how their 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 power or their knowledge is not absolute and not everything so black and white with them. Qui Gon would have said a similar thing, mm. so, um, maybe not along the same lines as Palpatine, but to the point where he wouldn't have needed, as you said, that sort of confiding in of Palpatine then to sort of then sway his mind into that kind of downward spiral of oh, maybe then I should listen to Palpatine if he mm. is the only one who seems to think that the Jedi aren't all that. Because he's, as you said, he's already got that that father figure. Um, and because he doesn't spend all that time with Palpatine, um, then I guess that lends to what I was saying, that he wouldn't have needed to, or he wouldn't have felt the need to then latch onto his ideas. He would have then gone to Qui-Gon and he would have possibly, they would have all gone to arrest him and it would have mm. been fine. Possibly... And let's put this out there, James. Okay. If Qui-Gon's got a lot more trust in Anakin, maybe he would have let Anakin go to arrest him with all of them. Ooh, very interesting and then, point. And then, be- and then because he then because he feels involved in in all of their their operations, maybe he doesn't feel the need to then, I don't know, rebel or yeah, I don't know. That's a very good yeah. point. Because I'm I'm just thinking, obviously, like um you know, Mace Windu is very, very distrustful of Anakin and always kind of had been. And that was one of the reasons why Anakin didn't go with him to arrest Palpatine, because he's like, if I yeah. take him, this is all going to go to shit. So stay behind. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Kit Fisto. I'll take the other two whose names yeah. no one can remember. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think I think with Obi-Wan, Anakin didn't have... Um, again, I love Obi-Wan. and I, It pains me to be saying all these things, but I don't think Anakin had someone kind of in his corner as much who was who felt able to, to sort of fight for him when someone like Mace Windu was being distrustful, whereas we know Qui-Gon did. And with someone like Mace Windu or Yoda or, um, or any of the council saying, you know, we think he should restrain his power, we're, we're distrustful. I can imagine Qui-Gon trying to bring them around on side. And I wonder if, you know, they respect his opinion a lot. I wonder if he would have yeah. eventually uh, made them more trusting of Anakin. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, would, I really want to see that scene where, I, where Mace Windu... Oh. Anakin, perhaps Qui-Gon as well, go yeah. to arrest Darth Sidious. And, and, and Kit Fisto also. <laughs> yeah, he's always there. Gets killed. He still yeah. gets killed in the first two seconds. That doesn't change in, in this plotting. <laughs> Kit Fisto still dies in that usual sort of 
thrust into yeah. it takes like five seconds like, but the other jumps. two yeah. the other two survive yeah. Argon yeah. Polar and Sazy Tin yeah yeah or Porkit Fisto man I mean yeah. oh, deserve uh, better should have should have got better reflexes then really. should, should have stood there like a lemon I was reading a, I was reading a little while ago about um, Argon Cola, who's one of the ones who goes with him, and he's the first one Palpatine kills. And it says on his yeah. Wikipedia article, like, this makes Argon Cola the first victim of um, Darth Sidious's Jedi Purge. And I was like, that makes it sound so much more noble than it really was. Um, <laughs> like, he was the Just first victim of the Jedi Purge. Like, he, Jedi Purge. he died so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. didn't even get to get a move in. Um, he He'd never actually like, seen someone else with a lightsaber before. It just really threw him. He's like, oh shit, they have them he, too. He never he never seen like a like a hundred year old man like <laughs> cartwheeling through the air, like in a somersault way towards him. Like, what the what the fuck Doing is that this? kind of weird dry roar that he does. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then just yeah. Oh, that's just brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think that I would have loved to see a scene with Anakin, Qui Gon, and Mace Windu, and I think I think the scene would have gone much differently. Mm. I also think that Mace Windu, if had he tried to strike down Palpatine, I think also having Qui Gon there to talk him down, mm. as well as Anakin, both of them together talking down, uh, talking down Mace Windu, maybe both of them would have been able to stop that in a much better way than just chopping Mace Windu's hand off. <laughs> there's always a better way than chopping a hand a... off <laughs> <laughs> like right okay how do we stop this diffuse the situation right i could chop his Talk hand off <laughs> no 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 that's rule one. Bef- we before we that. get to that <laughs> <laughs> well here's a question i mean arresting palpatine doesn't always assure order 66 doesn't happen um there's order 66 is still ready and waiting to be enacted yeah, all they need is that order. All they need is Palpatine to say, hey, what about my one phone call? Yeah, and... He just needs to go to one clone and just be like, yo, spread the word. Like... Call the 66. <laughs> James, I've got a question for you. Quickly, very quickly. What, okay. what lightsaber do you prefer? Do you prefer Qui-Gon's lightsaber or do you prefer Obi-Wan's lightsaber? Out of those two. Oh, are you talking about Obi Wan's from before uh, original, Revengeance? Yeah, uh, okay, Phantom original, Menace, original recipe Obi Wan. Um, yeah. Uh, I I think hilt wise Obi Wan's, but if it could yes. have a green blade, then that'd be perfect. Good, Good choice. Um, green green blade is always cool, and then obviously everyone prefers Obi Wan's lightsaber from from Revenge of the Sith because you know yeah, iconic. It, yeah. Um, but I. Guess it's time to wrap up, James. Oh, but we still got so much to talk about with Qui Gon Jin. I know, I know, I know. We could go on for two hours, couldn't we? Really <laughs> we could do. We should come back what and if... do more Qui Gon Jin. We should do a whole series on Qui Gon Jin. What if we went on for three hours? I, I, I could not handle well to take a three-hour podcast. <laughs> I would cry. I would just cut it off halfway through and be like, "I don't care. It's done." <laughs> Oh, Even if the idea. best bit is afterwards, it's done now. Yeah, it's <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, I don't think we've got enough coffee to sustain us for that long. But no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we we now know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Oh, nearly okay. there. It's okay. It's been a long evening. Yeah. It's been a long evening. Yeah. Most of our outros have sort of ended in a similar way. So <laughs> this, this this wouldn't have ended any differently. So. 
Right. Yeah. But now we want to know what you think about how Star Wars would have changed if Qui-Gon had lived and trained Anakin in the ways of the Jedi. Let us know your thoughts by tweeting us at Moisture Farm Rep, or you can email us at moisturefarmpod at gmail.com. In fact, if you have any suggestions about any topics, characters, places in the Star Wars universe, or fun what-if questions that you want us to discuss, send them our way too. You can also reach me and Adam on Twitter. I am at James16Matthews. And I'm at Wheeler underscore deals. Um, and if you like this episode, why not subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, among many other platforms. Um, thank you, uh, everyone, for listening and um, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening to Adam and I. We'll be back next week discussing more of the incredible universe that is Star Wars. But until then, we'll see you next time on the Moisture Farm Report. Bye.